Jesus was praying at a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because of his friend, at least because of his perseverance, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For anyone who asks receives and every everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will he the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Gospel lesson today is about prayer. Jesus teaches his disciples and he talks to us on how to pray. This morning I want to focus on the importance of prayer in our lives. Now there are many types of prayer. There's prayers of thanksgiving. There's prayers of lament. There are many ways to pray. And as wonderful as prayer is, as many options as we have in order to pray, there's no really no one right way to pray. I think for many of us, prayer kind of scares us. Now, most of us would agree that prayer is powerful and it brings us this sense of peace and security, but it can be challenging as well. I have witnessed for myself the power of life-changing prayer. I have seen how prayer has healed someone's body, mind, or spirit. I have seen wholeness and comfort come into the lives of individuals because of prayer. And I have personally experienced restoration because of my own personal prayer life. But still, prayer can be intimidating. It can scare us. It scares us because we may not know where to start or how to actually pray. What do we do when we begin to pray? What is the right way to do it? Now, when Jesus talks about prayer, he does not talk about prayer as a hotline to God. Use and only in case of an emergency. Jesus doesn't say in order to pray, you must Bow your, bow your head and fold your hands, close your eyes. He doesn't demand that we end our prayer in a certain way. When Jesus talks about prayer, he talks about our ability to connect with God. 
to tell God what is on our hearts, what is in our mind, what, what are the joys of our life, what are the times that we uh, are struggling. God wants the best for us. And the best way for us to connect with God, to talk to God, is through prayer. Now, there's nothing wrong with bowing your head, closing your eyes, or folding your hands. In fact, if it gets you in the mindset of prayer and, and have this ability to connect with God, that would be great. But when we pray, we open up to God. We let God know, know what is going on in our lives. We tell God all the things that are on our hearts, and God will listen to us. Now, one of the hardest things about prayer is not only just how do you get started, but what do you pray about? What, what are the things that you think God should want to know about you in your life? And then what happens when you pray something, fervently pray for something, and your prayer is unanswered? I've had that happen many times in my life. When I've prayed for something for so long and felt that I, you know, did all the right things and, and was very open to God and just really let God know how passionately I want something or need something in my life. And yet my prayer went unanswered. Maybe you are praying for a loved one to get well, but then they don't get any better. Maybe you're praying for a certain situation in your life, but it only gets worse. When you pray to get a, a new job or pray that, you're, that you and your significant other would conceive a child, but yet you don't receive the job or you don't conceive a child or something that you pray about suddenly gets worse. Let me tell you, that is devastating. And because of that, because I know people who have experienced that, their faith was shattered because they believed that God heard their prayer, but then that God ignored them, that God would not care for them. But I've also had this belief that God listens to us but we don't always receive the prayers that we ask. And I've, I've heard the belief that if someone prays to God, and if you pray more frequently, that you have to have sincerity on your heart or that God won't listen. Or even worse, that if you were to pray for something in particular, and you really want God to hear your prayer and answer your prayer, then I've heard that people say, well, then you need to give more money to the church, or you need to read the Bible more, or you need to do something else for somebody else in order for God to answer your own personal prayers. And let me tell you, that is not true either. Because I do know that God hears us, that God cares for us. But that doesn't mean that every single prayer we pray for is going to be answered the way that we want it. That doesn't mean our life is going to be perfect. In many, case, in many cases, prayer is about us changing what is on our hearts more than God 
changing what has gone God's heart. But probably the number one question I get asked about prayer is, how do I start? And that is what Jesus talks about in today's gospel. When we don't know where to start when we pray, when we don't know what to ask for, we can pray the Lord's Prayer. This is something that we teach our children when they are in Sunday school, and that is a prayer that carries us throughout our entire lives. When we pray for, when we need to pray for food, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread. When we pray for our relationships with other people, in the Lord's Prayer, we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive other people. We need to pray for our safety or the safety of others. We pray, bring us through this time of trial and deliver us from evil. These are the basics of life, and it shows that prayer doesn't need to be complex to be faithful. Prayer is about trust. Jesus tells us that when we love our neighbor, when we want the best for the people that we love, God wants the same for us in our own lives. We trust God to do what is best for us, and we might not always know what that is or why things are happening the way they are, but God knows. God knows what is best for our lives. God knows many times even before we know. So when we pray in some way, we realize that we already have everything that we need. When we pray, we see how much God has already given to us, how abundant our lives already are. The more we pray, the more we rely on God to help us see everything that we have. The more we pray, the more we realize that God listens to our prayer and we can see how amazing God is. You see, God wants us to pray because God wants us to be in relationship with God. God wants to be there for us in the good times as well as the hard times. God wants to celebrate with us when things are going well, and God wants, us, wants to meet us in the dark, hard, most painful times of our lives. So when you don't know what to pray for, to remember the words that Jesus says to us, ask and it will be given to you, search and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I've had a lot of powerful prayer moments in my life, and we could be sitting here for hours as I tell you all about them. But one in particular I want to share with you this morning. During my first semester of seminary, I received a significant case of pink eye. Logan was in the uh, daycare. He was six months old at the time. He was in daycare for the first time, and must have gotten it somewhere there, came home, gave it to me, and it got so bad, it was in both of my eyes that my, I had to start going to the Wills Eye Center in Center City, Philadelphia, to get the pressure checked on my eyes every single week because they were worried that something was going to happen. I still have scars from my, on my eyes from, what, almost 15 years ago. And so in order for me to get to the, the Wills Eye Center, I had to take a train into Center City, Philadelphia. We were just on the outskirts of Philadelphia. And then I had to um, walk over to, to the place for my appointment. And like I said, I was going 
on a weekly basis. So I got to know the routine pretty well and I got to know um, my way around. Uh, and this one particular day, I was going home after an appointment and I knew that I had like 10 minutes to get to the station, to buy my ticket, to go to the platform and get on the train. And if I missed it, you know, it was about a half an hour or so before the next train was to arrive. So I got there, I got my ticket. And, and as, as soon as I arrived in the station, this um, homeless man came up to me and he asked me for some money. And I just kind of blew him off. I, I was like, I, I got to get my ticket. You know, I, I don't have time right now. I'm sorry. And so I got my ticket. I went down to the platform. And as I was going down the stairs, the train pulled off. So I missed my train. So I knew I had about a half an hour or so. And I didn't, I was like, okay, I, what am I going to do? So I went back up and there's a, a shop area and a couple of restaurants and that sort of thing. And, and um, the homeless guy comes back up to me and he says, so you missed your train? I was like, yeah, I missed my train. He's like, do you have any money? <laughs> I said, well, um, what do you need money for? And I, he said, I need money for food. And I said, well, there's a pizza shop. I got some time. Can I get you a couple of pieces of pizza? And he said, okay. So we walk over, we go to the pizza shop. I buy a couple of pieces of pizza. And I said, you want to sit down and have some pizza with me? He said, okay. Um, so we sit down and, and have some pizza. And we talked for a little bit and then, uh, and he was telling me about how hard his life was and, and how mis many mistakes he made and, and how he regretted a lot of things. And then I, I took a bold move. So I thought, well, I'm in seminary, right? Maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I looked at him and I said, can I say a prayer for you? And he looked at me kind of strangely he said, all right, I guess. And so I grabbed his hands and I prayed for him. I prayed for his safety. I prayed that he'd find shelter. I prayed that, you know, this burden that was on his heart was going to be lifted. And I looked at him and as we got done with his prayer, this prayer, tears were in his eyes. He said, thank you. He said, no one has ever said a prayer for me before. And that really means a lot to me. So I said, you know, you're welcome. I hope that everything goes well for you. I'm glad you got some food. And then I went off and, and caught my train. The power of prayer. I, I don't know what happened to that gentleman. I don't know if things got better or worse. But I know in that moment, he felt the love of God. He knew that God was encompassing him in his life in that particular moment. And I truly, truly believe that prayer changed his life. God is listening to us when we pray. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what we need. I invite you to think about the people in your life who might need prayer this week. Who can you be praying for? How can you be praying for them? And it doesn't mean that you need to go to them and tell them that you're praying for them. That, that's not a requirement of it because God knows. God knows what is on your heart. God knows and hears your prayer. And I want you to know as well that I pray for all of you on a regular basis. 
I pray that God blesses you in your life, that God knows you, knows what is on your heart, and continues to be with you and guide you. And I would like to end today's sermon with a prayer. Gracious God, thank you for being there with us and for us whenever we need to talk with you. Help us to come to you in prayer. Help us to open our hearts and lives to your love. Thank you for listening and for answering our prayers when we need it and for listening when our prayers are unanswered. We ask that you continually make your presence known to us as we live our lives dedicated to you and to one another. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, your son. Amen.